Welcome to Real Black Consciousness Forum Podcast. This is Big VJ checking in. Today's conversation, right? We're going to play a video from Hall of Fame runner back Herschel Walker as he he takes a position on reparations, whether Black Americans should receive it or not, right? He's talking to those from Capitol Hill. The video's like five minutes long, right? So once we play the video, we're going to come back and then we're going to have a conversation. All right, so let's, uh, let's let the video roll. Chairman and ranking members, I, I thank you for this opportunity to speak on reparation, which has been spoken about many times over my lifetime. But over the past year, has become a hot topic. I asked the question why. There's been many surveys show that a large percentage of black and white teens would say racism is better today than yesterday. We, as, we use black power to create white guilt. My approach is biblical. How can I ask my heavenly father to forgive me if I can't forgive my brother? I never want to put anyone's religion down, but my religion teach togetherness. Reparation teach separation. Slavery ended over 130 years ago. How can a father be asked his son to spend prison time for a crime he committed? In the case we speak of, research, we're researching father back in history, a history of many are not taught or spoken about in school. America is the greatest country in the world to me. A melting pot, a lot of great races, a lot of great minds that have come together with different ideas and make America the greatest country in the earth, on earth. Have, many have died trying to get into America. No one is dying trying to get out. Reparation, where would the money come from? Does it come for all the other races except the blight's taxpayers? Who is blight? What percentage of blight must you be to receive reparation? Do you go to 23andMe or a DNA test to determine the percentage of blackness? Some American ancestors just came to this country 80 years ago. Their ancestor wasn't even here during slavery. Some black immigrants weren't here during slavery, nor their ancestors. Some states didn't even have slavery. We as black Americans have always wanted what the Constitution stated, all men, black, white, and today Latino, Asian, Italian, etc. should be guaranteed the alienability of rights of life, freedom, and the pursuit of happiness. Years later, after slavery ended, Dr. King, I have a dream speech, said, the, sign, the signing of the Emancipation Proclamation was a great beacon of light, but hundreds of years later, we're still not free because of segregation and discrimination. Today, I call that reparation. I asked my mom, who is in her mid-80s, her thought on reparation. Her words, I do not believe in reparation. Who is the money going to go to? Has anyone thought about paying the families who lost someone in the Civil War who fought for their freedom? Your dad and I taught you, speaking of me, to provide for you and your family through a good education and hard work. If you give a man a fish, you feed him a day. You teach him to fish, you feed him a lifetime. Reparation is only feeding you for a day. It's removing the sign of for whites only, replacing the sign for no education here. Black Americans asking for a hand up, not a hand out. Another big question, who is the guilty party? 
Should we start at the beginning where African-Americans sold your, the African-American ancestors into slavery and to a slave trader who eventually sold the African-American ancestors to slave owners? The slave owners who had no success and no luck trying to make a Native American who land they took become their slave because the Native American ran away. Well, they thought it was fine then to use African-American who didn't know the country, didn't know the language, didn't know the religion, and they didn't run away. So I asked, why reparation? Well, slavery is because to the year 2021, still talking about reparation, not equal education, not to compare a game to a horrible period in, our, in my life, but as I fought shoulder and shoulder with my fellow football brothers of other races, I saw struggles they were encountering the same as I. And I heard them speak to their parents of problems my family were dealing with as well. If a black player would have been given something different than any other player, it would have created problems within the team, separation and division. Ezekiel 18.20, the righteousness of the right shall be upon him. The son shall not suffer for the crime of the father, nor the father suffer the crime of the son, unless either father or son know beforehand the father or son was a criminal. To help any race, provide them with a good quality education and help incentivize through opportunities with responsibilities, which helps generations in the future. If reparation is a free, is a fee, or a correction for a terrible sin of slave owners, government, and others, but we punish the non-guilty party, if it, is it not creating division, a separation with different races? I feel it continues to let us know we're still African-American rather than just American. Reparation or atonement is outside the teaching of Jesus Christ, who you are teaching, who will not be teaching the word of God. So I speak back. And then we're back. Yeah, man. Ah, <laughs> oh, man. What did you guys think about the video, man? What do you think about the statements coming from Hall of Fame running back Hershey Walker, right? What's your take on those statements, right? You know, I just look at it this way. You know, everybody has an opinion. I'm not sure if that was Hershey Walker's opinion, though, right? We, we see him saying it, but, you know, he's looking at that paper pretty hard, right? As if he, you know, he prepared a statement. And in my estimate, I don't think he prepared that statement. I think somebody wrote it for him, you know, a quick rehearsal, right? And he didn't read it right, so they had to kind of like simplify it a little bit more. And then, you know. <laughs> and then when they finally got it just right, right, they made it so elementary. They handed it back to him and he was able to take the stage in front of Capitol Hill and say his piece, right? So, you know. A man's opinion is a man's opinion, right? And uh, you can hear things from somebody 
and just listening to them you can see the truth about the world right you can actually listen to Hershey Walker speak and you can kind of see the power of racism right equality is what being equal in all things right so this is the opinion that Hershey Walker gave about reparations right ironically the optics is everything right so he give this statement at his home he got a nice home as we can all see right got the fire pace everybody's in Texas out of power right I believe the brother lives in Texas everybody in Texas don't have no power but Hershey got power right he got the fireplace going on and right he got his heaven on earth and he has his heaven on earth because not because he worked hard for it that's half the reason he worked hard and then he got paid for his labor is why he has what he has not that he worked hard he got paid for what he worked hard for right so that's his opinion though right we can respect his opinion what I mean when I say you can kind of hear the power of racism when he speaks is that he gets into a part of his opinion when he's talking about who's really black and then he says what percentage of black and where's the money going to come from should all races participate in putting his money together putting his money together and providing it to black Americans who are the descendants of slavery right but who, what rate, you know, some folks just got here in the late 1900s. So they pay and this and that. And did the taxpayers pay for this? And should the taxpayers pay for that? And when I heard that, I thought, bang, that's the power of racism right there. When we start talking about what taxpayers should pay for this or what taxpayers should have to pay for that. So... Equality means what? We are taught that equality means being equal in all things, right? Is that right? That's what equality means. So, so let's just take out black folks, right? We're going to keep taxpayers. Let's just take out black folks. Let's forget about this whole reparations thing. Let's talk about Israel. Let's talk about Israelis. Let's talk about Jews, right? Let's talk about taxpayer dollars, right? If we go back in history, we'll see that from 1949 to 1973, United States have given Israel a hundred and twenty-two million dollars a year of the taxpayers money right 122 million dollars a year but since 1973 Israel has received more than a hundred and twenty billion dollars from the United States just in one package Right? Because the United States give these guys money 
and it's normally in three packages, right? First, second, and third tier packages. I'm not going to even include all three tier packages because now that number is going to run up to like half a trillion or 600 to 700 billion dollars. We, I don't want to do that. Let's keep it low, right? Let's keep a low number. Let's say the first package because we already know the first package is $120 billion just to Israel, which is a nation that have had 8 to 9 million people, right? So that's a lot of money for people with 8 to 9 million people population-wise, right? Now, this is what I mean when I say you can hear the racism in Hershey Walker's statement because just as he went up to Capitol Hill... What he essentially said is that black folk don't need no money. They don't need no money. And who's going to pay the money? Is the taxpayers going to pay it? Where the money going to come from? But let's just say if this same brother, Hershey Walker, right? Because he made a statement about black folks and getting nothing, right? You and my grandfather didn't fought in all the wars this country have. And our parents come out of the plantations and out of the fields of Alabama and Georgia, Mississippi, North Carolina. All that is just what it is, right? Hershey Walker says black folk don't deserve that. And I'm okay with that. That's that man's opinion. I'm okay with that. Now, going back to how powerful racism is. After Hershey Walker made that statement, he got off his Zoom conference with Capitol Hill. His life is going to go on. He ain't going to get no blowback because the way this society is kind of set up, he doesn't, he don't need black folks for nothing. So he can say anything about black people. Everybody can come in this country and just crap on black folks. They don't need black people for nothing. Our people at the bottom, they can say whatever they want to say. That's not a big deal. But equality means being equal in all things. If this same speech that we just heard Hershey Walker at Capitol Hill. If he went up there and said that Israel shouldn't be receiving the money that they were receiving, what do you think is going to happen to his career now? What are you going to think is going to happen to the wealth that he have left? If he just gave the exact same speech and he went up there and said, my religion teaches me this and that, right? Which he, he doesn't really have a religion. The religion he's talking about is something that he got from the plantation, right? He went to Capitol Hill as Mr. Walker, right, representing the Walker family. But in reality, many of us with knowledge of self know that he's not even a Walker. The Walker is the name of the plantation that his family came from. He don't even have his own name. He's talking in English. He don't even have his own language. But that's a different story for a different day, right? Let's talk about the money. Let's talk about Israel. If he went and meeting with Capitol Hill talking about how Israel should not be receiving any more of the billions that they have been receiving from the United States, the, before he can get off that Zoom call, right, he will be tore down in the press hours after that conversation. Hours, family. Hours. And I'm saying hours in the best case scenario because truthfully we know in a matter of minutes, they would have took him down. We just seen this with Nick Cannon. That took a matter of minutes for that, that snowball begin to gain steam. It's coming down that hill and it's getting bigger and it's getting bigger and it's getting bigger. Then we see what the snowball did, right? That's 
racism at its finest. He could have never said that about Israel. $120 billion since 1973. Just them. A population of 8 million and change. $120 billion. Now go down to Capitol Hill and tell them to cut that off. Because the bigger package, when you add the other three packages on, the aid that they give to Israel alone, total, is like six, seven hundred billion dollars. But guess what? When that money goes to them, you don't hear the, see what races should be paying because that's taxpayer money and it should be, you don't hear that kind of talk. <laughs> in fact, you got Palestinians in America working, right? And we know the relationship between Palestinians and Jews. You got Palestinians in America working in Arabs and other nations that don't even like Israel that's working in America, paying taxes, and their money is part of that package that goes to Israel. Right? But that's the double standard. That's the double standard. That's why I want to leave it at. There's a lot of things I can say about Hershey Walker, but you know the man got his opinion. Right? He got his opinion. But that's the double standard of his opinion. Anytime when he went up there to disprove his case, he proved his case about these people are powerless because I can come up here and say anything about them and what they should and should not receive. But I couldn't say what I said about them and say the same thing about Israel. I couldn't say it. All of a sudden, this, you know, they got Irish families that didn't get into the 1900s. Yeah, Irish families that came into the 1900s, they kick up against giving money to black folk too. All these so-called devils that's against reparations, they always, they don't want their tax dollars to go into black folk. But when you turn around and tell them, well, tell the folks downtown, right, in Capitol Hill, tell them you don't want your money going to Israel. They won't do that. They just don't want you to have nothing. This country has to have a floor. Somebody got to be on the bottom. Black folks is the chosen ones to be at the bottom. Now, there's another side of the story, right? Because Real Black Content is Forum Podcast is we can't just give you half the story. Not only does the community need repair, right? Because our community is in repair. It's in the need of repair. That's what reparations is. The poverty that you currently see, though, in the black community, right, is there because we have too many households that are ran and operated by single parents. And a single-parent community is a foundation of poverty. That's the other part of the story. They're not going to go on Capitol Hill and say that, but that's that's the other part of the story. Right? A lot of us, we getting this, we try to blame everything on devils. We can't blame everything on devils now. You know, you got your male principle, that belongs to you. And you move around in society and you, you meet women and you impregnate women and you leave them out there by themselves. You just created poverty. You, you just created poverty. Huh? The most dangerous neighborhoods in America. Just go by the zip code. You research zip codes and you say, what zip code has the highest percentage 
of single parents. And whatever zip code that comes up, that's the dang, that's the most dangerous neighborhood in the city. All over the United States. I don't care from Maine to Florida, from Florida to California, from South Tip of California, back up to Washington State. Wherever there's a single parent neighborhood that is dangerous. And they're poor, they're broke. You going to work, you only bring in one paycheck in the household. So you got 72% of your neighborhoods for the single parents. Well, there's a lot that you could put on the government because there was an institution of slavery, right? There was a slave code that went into place, right? You couldn't own wealth. They didn't allow you to do it. You couldn't own wealth. But now, since you got control over your own bodies, if you was producing generations of generations of marriage unions in your family, you wouldn't be as poor as you is today. Since you don't have generations of marriage unions and everybody got baby mamas, three and four baby mamas, four or five baby mamas, you're going to be poor, bro. You're going to be poor, sis. That's it. You just can't legislate out of that. Right? You can't legislate out of that. But, you know, I, I found it, you know, it was good to hear Herschel speak. I mean, I didn't want to call him names because when I first seen him, I say, man, look at this handkerchief head, mother. He went up there and... <laughs> <laughs> I felt the way. <laughs> uh, man, if you don't get that handkerchief head from up there I'm talking about, but then, you know, every man got their own opinion. I got my opinion. But Herschel, he, uh, it was the optics that threw me off. Like, bro, you sit in the mansion. You're not in that mansion because you worked hard. That's the half of the story, bro. You're in that mansion because you worked hard and they allowed you to get paid for that. That's the catch. So if you got somebody that got four or five different, if you have someone that in this country that has four or five generations that's been here, right, and they didn't receive no money, bro, and they was just working just as hard as you. Look, check this out. We got this thing, right, and I'm going to close out on this. We have this idea, black folks, about slavery in America that, um, Everything is cotton fields and sugar fields and sugar plantations and uh, potato plantations and strawberry plantations, right? My family, that's where my family's from. My family from the strawberry plantation, then mother, grandma from the potato plantation, and then my grandfather's and them come out of the cotton fields, right? But we got it in our mind that that's all that was, just that's it, the fields. But sports was a part of that legacy. They had sporting events, right? We watch the UFC today. We go out there and see those guys beat each other half to death. What we don't know, though, is that bare-knuckle boxing, that started in the fields of America, right? So you got, you got a guy like uh, Floyd Mayweather Jr. He's rich. He's wealthy. Not because he worked hard. That's half the story. He worked hard and got paid for his labor. That's the other half. It was legal for to pay him. But if you have a legacy where your folks were just as hard, but they didn't get paid for their labor. It was against the law to even pay these folks, right? There's a boxer, right? There was a prize fighter, right? Think about Floyd Mayweather Jr. And then I'm going to go back in history. Floyd Money Mayweather had a fight with a guy named Conor McGregor, right? And that sporting event generated records more than any other sporting event i can think of because that made a lot of money black man fighting a white man 
that generated millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars, right? I know a lot of you guys say, well, you know, the Super Bowl generate millions. Yeah, it does. But if you do the breakdown per athlete, I'm talking about like an individual sport that can generate money. Football, I mean, okay, you get millions of views in the Super Bowl too, right? But, I mean, you, you think like, damn, it's like, what, 53 players per team? So it takes 106 players to generate these. Like, that's a lot of professional athletes, individuals for a football team, like 106 players on the field. To generate this amount of views when boxing it can just take two people right 12 people total because you're gonna have an undercard so you may have five or six fights on the undercard and then the main event so 12 people can generate millions and millions of dollars in boxing but the important part about boxing is that Floyd Mayweather jr. got paid for his labor right he got paid for his work as being a prize fighter okay now let's go back to the fields Let's go back over, let's say, 200 years ago, right? Let's go back 200 years ago. There was a prize fighter out of Virginia. His name was, um, I may get it wrong. His name was, I believe, Tom Mullinex. Tommy Mullinex. Black man, born in slavery, prize fighter. Bare knuckle prize fighter. And he went all around the world, whooped everybody in the South, so they had to take him to Europe. He started whooping ass over there in Europe, right? Over there in Ireland, because the Ireland's supposed to have been the fighters. That's why, you know, the fighting Irish and all that. Well, he was putting them on the floor when he went over there. They wasn't fighting all that good. And then they took him all over to England. He went all around Europe. He was a prize fighter. He died like at mid-30s, something weird. While they was moving his brother around, he was generating... Hundreds of thousands of dollars. But you know what? Because he died in slavery, Mr. Mullinex died penniless. He didn't have nothing. See, that's why reparations have to have a real sincere conversation. It's not about working hard. When you're working hard and you're working hard and you did getting paid, none of that money that this prize fighter fought can go down to his generations. Now, let's fast forward now to Floyd Money Mayweather Jr. He can fight, he can fight, he can fight. He's a prize fighter, but he get paid for his labor. And now he can wheel that money down to his descendants. So where does the money come from? It come from the same place. My answer would be where the money come from when y'all giving it to Israel. See, until you're ready to question everybody, because this is the thing about black folks. We don't care if you say taxpayers should not give you money for reparations we're cool with that we'll say okay if that's what the we okay with that the problem that we have in this country is that it's the hypocrisy that because they bring us out and say you shouldn't get this because a b and c and then you turn back around and then you give egypt money and then you give israel money and then you'd make all this talk about russia russia this russia that russia the enemy right but y'all been giving russia Hundreds of millions of dollars since Bill Clinton. What did Bill Clinton give Russians? $650 million? Nobody said nothing then. And all the way up from Bill Clinton, every president up to now have gave Russia money. But on TV, they play a different game. See, this is the, this is the problem black folks be having with the reparations talk. This guy talk out the side of his mouth. He say one thing and then he call these folks enemies. Then he turn around and give them money. And then he act like they love black folks during election time. He ain't going to give you nothing. 
But we just want to be equal in all things. If you ain't going to give us money, we okay. Don't give nobody else no money in front of us then. But they do what they getting all this aid for. And my nephew and my sons and your sons and your daughters and your nieces, they in the goddamn United States military. You sending our kids all over the place and, you know, you went over there. Uh, 50, 60 years ago, you took your ass over there to Vietnam, got your ass whooped, and had to come to the inner cities and draft your way out that ass whooping. And got our uncles and our great uncles and our grandfathers to bail you out that situation. Next time, go call Israel. <laughs> Shit, that's where I'm at. Where the hell? You giving everybody else the money, let them go fight your wars from now on then. Let me tell my nephews and them to sit on down, man. Nah, just go sit on down, man. Let them have it. And when they want to come back around and you and treat you fairly, then we'll treat them fairly after that. Is that right? Peace and black power to your family. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you guys so much for hanging out, man. Real Black Content is Forum Podcast. Big VJ, I get it with you guys later. Peace.